What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How are you? Doing great, man. Looking forward to, uh, you know, some of these games we have left. Yeah, you know, for... get, get, getting down to the nitty gritty here. Oh, yeah. I know you were happy about the win last night. How's everybody? <laughs> How are you doing on your end? Ah, uh, yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. No complaints here uh, other than, you know, took four games for the Celtics to finally play some basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to start sometime. So, you know, hopefully they can uh, make it an interesting series and uh, raffle off a few more wins. Yep. I mean, you know, no one's ever come back from the 3-0, but, you know, if you believe that the, the Celtics could sweep the heat uh, before the series, then why why can't they do it now? You know, you just spot them a three-game lead. I, I, I honestly think, um, you know, I, I think that they probably take care of business in Boston, and then game six is the do or die, because I just don't see the heat coming back after losing three games in a row and going into Boston and winning. Not saying it can't happen. But Heat's game six, game six will essentially be be there game seven if it gets to that point. Oh yeah, you gotta because then that puts the pressure right back on them. So hopefully, yeah, uh, I, I just think you know all all you know, at this point all the pressure if they, if the Celtics take care of business in game five, all the pressure goes on to Miami. Oh yeah, and then uh, hopefully Brown can wake up. Uh, he's been struggling, man. Killing my parlay is killing me. Who's that? So your boy Brown's been killing my parlays, yeah, man. Yeah, he's he he hasn't he's had a, a bad series. Even last night, you know, he just seems a little bit out of sorts. I don't, again, I don't know if he's injured or or um, or what, but he just you know he's lo- he's losing the ball. He's slipping all over the court. He's not really hitting anything. You know, you know his, his game. He's got mid range. He's got uh, going getting to the hoop, and he's got three point and three point mid range have been non existent, and he hasn't been really driving. He did a little bit last night, but. Yeah, his, his game has to come together if they want to if they want to take down the series. Oh yeah, I mean the the thing is they could, they're still in it because uh, I mean if if they can uh, put put together some uh, good games, they're gonna be right back in it. I mean Miami doesn't really have the star power to match them outside of Jimmy, but you guys got to shut down those others. So those others is like combined with like sixty one points between uh, Martin and uh, what's his name Strauss and uh, mm-hmm. who's the other one? Oh, uh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, I mean those guys are just raining threes. It, it was, it, you know, it's been. You know, I think up to last night they they were shooting like fifty five percent from three point land. Um, seemed like Gabe, you know between Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and, and Caleb Martin that one of them was, mm-hmm. was scoring twenty five points and and yep. it seemed like every time that they needed a big shot they hit it. Uh, last night wasn't the case. So yeah, between uh Martin and uh Strauss. They was in, they was in hitting everything on the parlays, man. But the, uh, one person been letting me down is Brown, man. But hopefully, uh, everybody can uh, pull it together the next games tomorrow. So. Yep, big game for big game for the series, obviously. Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be fun to watch. And then on the other side, I mean, we had the uh, Nuggets. They took care of the, the Lakers. Uh, p- pulled out the brooms on them. But the Lakers were kind of in. They were in the games, man. But you know, they just couldn't uh, close them out. And then. Uh, you know the Nuggets. Uh, they they've been in the uh, you know Western Conference Finals before. They just couldn't close anything out. You know this is kind of their uh, gaining experience time, and they did their thing. 
I mean, it's not much I can say about the Nuggets, man. A lot of people slept on them. Um, they, they, they're, they're like one through eight is pretty deep, uh, so to say. They got a strong uh, one through eight, and the, the, when those guys show up, it makes everything much easier. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm probably one of those that, that underestimated the Nuggets. Jamal Murray's really, you know, showing up in the playoffs uh, again, like he did in the bubble. Obviously healthy, playing well, and, and like you said, I, I don't think any of these games were really. You know, maybe a couple of them ended in a blowout, but I felt like they were competitive games. Um, and it's just, you know, I think LeBron showed his age, and, and when Anthony Davis doesn't take over the game, the Lakers are, aren't very good. Uh, so if you can neutralize Anthony Davis, it kind of kind of stalls that that lost the, the LA team. So I don't I don't know what their what their future looks like, but we, we talked a little bit about it beforehand, but. LeBron coming out and kind of cryptically hinting at retirement. I, 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 I'm with you. I, I say no way. He's got another two years, I think. Yep. Uh, you got Bronny coming out in two years. It just so happens that the All-Star game in 2025 is in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like I feel like uh, this happened with, with Kobe, right? Didn't, didn't he get one in, in L.A.? Or was it Jordan in in Washington. I forget. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So like these guys, just you know, it's it's uh, and I don't see LeBron going out without a whole retirement tour, and and him, you know, he likes he, he's his own number one fan, so he he wants to go out with uh with a with a bang, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I think I think LeBron stays and plays more so because uh, he wants to play with Bronny, and then I think he's yeah. also trying to do the Tom Brady thing where. Um, I mean, these last few years is pretty much him saving to get, you know, uh, majority stake ownership in the team. And then as well, I mean, he's pretty much cemented his legacy. I kind of feel like he's been he like he really doesn't uh, he hasn't really turned it on. I, th- I think he's still got some juice in that tank that he's just holding on to for, you know, these last few years before he goes buck wild. So, yeah, I don't know, man. He, he looked like he, he gave all that juice in the first half the other night and he had he had just about nothing left after that. I He's I mean, 38. He's he's been in the league for 20 years. I don't know. I, I I think that you start to see them kind of dial him back a little bit next year and and uh, you know try to extend his career as long as. Oh yeah, I mean the crazy thing is he done, he ran out of juice. They still have 40, like 40 points, man. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a the first half was a was a total throwback LeBron performance, right? I mean, uh, he was great. Oh yeah, so I I think the it's gonna be interesting to see how the direction they're going. I I think they're definitely gonna go out and get another piece, uh, whether they try to go get Dane Lillard or uh, they just go ahead and sign Kyrie, and then uh you know that kind of puts them right back in the mix. But then uh the main thing for me is gonna see uh you know who they can keep because uh you know Jordan Reese pretty much played himself into a twenty mil type of type of player, so he might be either uh someone they resign or someone they resign and trade and. You know, while he's hot, so. But then those other pieces, they're gonna have to figure out their uh, their bench and those role, other role players. So they're definitely gonna need some help at the center position, and then uh, definitely gonna need some other role players coming off the bench that can uh, get a bucket and the shooters. So. Yeah, they they definitely got a, a lot to a lot to think about, a lot to work on uh, here uh, over the off season. But yeah, at least at least it feels like they they made some 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 positive a positive direction this year. You know what I mean? I feel like in the past they were just kind of like hanging on or barely hanging on towards the end of the season. This year, it, it at least feels like that they made some good moves in the deadline uh, and, and maybe set themselves up uh, for a little bit. Yeah, I feel for, like for something. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I feel like since that Westbrook trade, they kind of got their head above water. Yeah. And then now, now uh, they can uh, figure figure some real things out. So, and then uh, also in the NBA, we had uh, your boy Melo who retires. Man, mm. great career. Uh, he's like what, ninth in all time points. I mean, there's really not much to say, man. I mean, he was kind of like the we well we thought he would be more of a as far as championship wise uh, that counterpart to LeBron. Kind of like how uh, you know Magic had Bird. We thought LeBron would have Melo, but Unfortunately, you know, Melo couldn't get to those big games to win it, but still had a great career, man. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think he was he was a you know kind of a, an all time type scorer. You know, I think his game is probably he he evolved evolved with the times. You know, I think he was more of a mid range guy in college, and, and when he got to the pros, uh, get to the hoop, uh, shoot a lot of free throws, uh, hit hit those seventeen footers. Um, but as his career kind of wore on, he, he's turned into more of a three-point threat. And, yeah, just, just a, 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 you know, one of those guys that come out of college, you know, I'll never forget that 2003 run in Syracuse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting into the NBA, going with the, getting with the Nuggets. Um, and then ultimately, I think uh, <laughs> one of the few guys of, of that time period that actually wanted to go to New York, uh, I think, yeah. he had, you know, you probably know better than I, but probably a, a soft spot for a lot of the, the New Yorkers, the, the times with Mello there. So, uh, but they, they couldn't get any help around them. <laughs> it's just, I, you, you, I, just the way the NBA was, I think, you know, whether it was, you know, now 10, 11 years ago, it was just really hard to get free agents um, to these other, into these other spots. Right. Yeah. I think if you just sort of waited that summer to come to New York rather than uh, request the yeah. trade. Yeah. He would have been uh, in a lot better shape. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And then uh, he could have had a ring of the damn Pistons and pick uh, Darko Milicek over him. So <laughs> that would have been a whole different story. So, but definitely a great, great career, man. You know, sad to see him uh, go uh, without the ring, but you know, he'll definitely go down as one of those uh, top players, regardless. But you know, that not having a ring thing is always going to come back to. Uh, uh, haunt him, so to say, in discussion when it comes to you know some of the greatest scores uh, of all time. So, yeah, you know, I, probably, but you know, it, it is what it is. I think uh, it's not all on him. I think he he carried that Nuggets team early on to some. I think they went to the Western Conference Finals one year. Yeah, they lost to the Lakers. Yeah, so it's it's tough. I think it's tough. It's tough in the NBA. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And then uh, outside of that, I mean, we had uh, your boy John Morant He's on suicide watch now, uh, you know, because he had a little cryptic message online. Police showed up to his uh, his house, tried to see what was going on. But, I mean, this, uh, his situation is getting worse and worse, man. He just need to stay on social media, leave everybody alone, just get in the gym and do what you got to do, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I agreed 100%. I mean, he's just getting a little, you know, all, all kind of brought on by himself. Um, definitely, uh, you need, you know, need, need to go get some help and, and figure out what's going on. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he needs a, a little uh, uh, mentorship to, you know, yeah. get him back on the right track to clear up a few things. Um, sure. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can go out, have fun, but just don't put it online, man. That's what's causing him the issues now. So. Yep. No, agreed. Your boy James Harden looking for that two two hundred mil contract, saw that. But uh, they were saying some teams that'll be interested in uh, signing him for that man. 
I just, I mean, again, good good luck to whoever wants to sign him to that deal. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Um, we have to wait and see what happens, man. It's just, I feel like this uh, NBA offseason might get a little spicy, uh, but mainly mainly because of, uh, you know, uh, if Dame Lillard gets traded and then the situation will harden in Embiid. And then um, I think um, maybe some other free agents like, uh, you know, Pascal Siakam. There's been rumors they've been trying to move him for a while, but and then uh, Fred Fan Fred Fan Van Bleet, whatever his name is, last name is, damn it. Uh, uh, he's a free agent as well, so uh, there's gonna be some some decent pieces out there. Some teams that are one or two pieces away uh, that might get that piece. That's gonna be uh, interesting to see what happens. Yeah, you guys could use uh, uh, Seattle. I I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I go back and forth on this. I you know I, they if they could have a, a healthy Rob Williams for 82 games, I think that that would be the answer. Um, they'd get him a little comfortable, more comfortable with the ball in his hands. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess they they could use another a, a more defensive big guy. But I, Al Horford's kind of aging aging out. He's 36. You know he's 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 kind of gassed at the end of some of these games. So yeah, I mean they could definitely use like an owl replacement or someone like that for sure. They just need to figure out how to how to bring it every night. That to me that's because you know last night the, the second half of defense that they played was great. When they needed baskets, they they didn't settle for three pointers. They they just mm-hmm. you know I think to me it's a lot of just mindset and and uh, being you know making making the right decisions. Yeah, you guys could go get our Porzingis, man. Great, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he has a, he has he has some decent stats, man. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. uh, he he so can't be the number one though. Test. Yeah, exactly. It's not somebody I would uh consider to having on my team anymore. <laughs> um, but like I said, man, it's gonna be interesting uh, off season. So definitely looking forward to it. And then uh then uh, on to the NFL. Really wasn't much here. Um, you know, we had Jim Brown pass. The passing to Jim Brown, you know, R.I.P. to Jim Brown, you know, probably one of the most recognizable faces of uh, football. He did it at all levels as far as college and NFL. Most probably outside of O.J., probably one of the most uh, recognizable football players. You know, he's one of those guys that fought in the you know civil rights movement back with, uh, you know, they got that classic picture with him and uh, Muhammad Ali. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, NFL lost a great, uh, great former player. Most people, I mean, he was pretty much a great man himself from all the stories I hear and, you know, pe- the interactions people have with him. But it's definitely going to be, uh, definitely, it's definitely going to be missed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. He was one of those, uh, oh, he seemed like one of those, you know, bigger than life type, type of athletes, you know, movie star, football player on the collegiate mm-hmm. and NFL level. You know, he was always, always on, uh, he was on what, CBS, NFL today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like when the guy like that passes away, but but he did uh he did quite a bit uh, for the sport and for um you know I, I think him and you know he just he was just a, he's a great dude. Yeah, he did a lot for a lot of people, man. Yeah. Um that's one of the the people that were bigger than the sport. So definitely uh yep. like I said, hopefully we can uh have some other players step up and fulfill you know those shoes. Even though it's gonna be a big fulfillment, big shoes to fill. For sure. And then uh, outside of that, I mean, we had your boy Aaron Rodgers. He got hurt, uh, hurt his little ankle. <laughs> Somebody uh, was supposed to, to cap, tackle the guy cap, in the red shirt. Is a cap strain? Cap strain. 
I'm happy for I happy for you guys that he is in training camp though. I'm getting to throw with some throw to some of the receivers, building up that uh you know team camaraderie. Uh, this yeah. seemed, seemed like he was uh in Green Bay. It seemed like he just showed up when he showed up. But now you know he's uh showing up, making players feel uh you know wanted. Uh, I think he I think he's kind of getting rejuvenated, hanging out with some of these younger players. We've seen him at some of the mixed games and some of the other sporting events with your boy with your boy uh Sauce and some other players. So. Yeah, this was a this was a big a big I guess uh, stepping stone for me. It was just to see if he was going to show up at at camp, and uh, he's obviously done that, which is huge um, for especially for a young team like the Jets, and and you know getting that camaraderie with with uh, Garrett Wilson and and uh, Corey Davis, and, and obviously he knows Alan Lazard and, and company, but um, you know just building that camaraderie within the team. I think a couple of the guys are kind of starstruck early on so so getting that out of the way early and, and getting comfortable and he seems like he he likes new york and and he's he's you know jumped in all the way you know i, I think he's a big jersey fan a jersey shore fan uh what else did i probably read today um he went back and, and watched the uh the 30 for 30 on the 86 mets so he he understands i think that uh the, the passion of, of the jets fan base and uh, right or wrong, all the, uh, the 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 things that they they've been through uh, over the years, and what it would mean to I think that that fan base to to bring a Super Bowl to New York. Yeah, I think he uh, I think he knows in the back of his head that if, uh, <laughs> if he were to win the chip with the Jets, I mean he would go down in history as one of the uh, uh, the greatest of all time. I mean, not that uh, he I mean, won't, look at, but. Look, look at, what Joe Namath did. If you look at Joe Namath's stats, right, he, he's a mediocre quarterback. I think he had a, a 50% about completion rate. You know, he threw more interceptions and touchdowns, but he guaranteed a Super Bowl win and he won it under, you know, as a huge underdog against the Colts and Johnny United. And that's all, you know, that has basically, you know, given him a, a Hall of Fame spot and, you know, a continued career post football. So, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers, not that. He's already, you know, he's he's already a Hall of Famer and all that. He's already got all the credentials. But if he if he were able to bring a championship to New York, I think he's just he's held in a different limelight than a lot of other guys. Oh yeah, definitely, man. It's kind of like Eli Manning, man. Like those two Super Bowls puts him on par with his brother Peyton. Who Peyton was exactly. a way better was a way better quarterback. So I mean, yeah, winning. But Eli, Eli's gonna he, he can he's gonna have free drinks in New York for as long as he ever, as long as he wants. Uh, oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, beat the, beat the Patriots twice too. On top of it, so stuff like that is is just cemented in the record books. I mean, there's oh, yeah. no way around it. So. 100%. And then outside of that, I mean, it wasn't really much else in the NFL. I mean, they announced they're doing a flex spot for a Thursday night game. That's Which a weird one. I, yeah. I, I've, I've thought about that a little bit. Like, and I know they, they're saying they'll give you, you know, you, they're going to give you 28 days notice. So, like, fans shouldn't be booking trips, you know, if they're coming from out of town or whatever. But seem like that. Like, is that necessary? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like, I don't like it for the players. Like, at least if you have it, you know, penned in, you're like, all right, we're playing this Thursday night. It is what it is. You know, we'll, we'll figure out our schedule. But if you have to, like, I don't know, if you've already played a Thursday night game and then you play another one, you know, a couple months later, it's kind of Annoying. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of they're gonna do it based off of the record. So like, oh, so yeah. the, 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 like they do all the other ones, right? All mm-hmm. the other flexes. Yeah, so pretty much whoever's gonna be hot, they're gonna make sure there's a uh, a game, a, a important game that week that's uh 
gets the, the spotlight he deserves so they can keep the ratings uh, going crazy during the season. And then uh, on to uh, NHL. I mean, it's not really much here. I mean, we got these uh, the Western Conference and Eastern Conference going on. I mean, we got the uh, the Vegas Knights up three zip on the Dallas Stars, and then we got uh, the uh, Florida Panthers up three zip on the Carolina Hurricanes. So, I mean, I want to say these series are pretty much over. So we're probably going to have the uh, Knights versus the Panthers, Panthers, which should be a, a good matchup. Yeah, you know, I, I think we, we talked about this a little, little bit last week. I know this is kind of a nightmarish scenario for the NHL. But unfortunately, you know, for them, I think the the two best teams are going to meet are going to meet in the finals. I mean, the Knights have been best team in the West all year. The uh, the Bru- uh, Bruins, jeez, oh, uh, the Panthers, um, who knocked off the Bruins, have played the best in the postseason and were probably one of the hotter teams coming in the postseason. They won the President's Cup trophy last year as the best team in the, in the regular season. Um, so they were just a you know they probably just got off to a, a bad funk. This season, but but they're probably the most talented team, and they got a hot goalie in, in Bobrovsky. So, you know, again, probably not the best hockey markets when you're talking about you know Boca and uh, Las Vegas, but uh, two really good teams. And and you know, I think uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, out in uh, out Las Vegas. This is a you know this will be a sweet one for him, I'm sure, after getting fired by the Bruins last year. I mean, like I said, it's uh, like you mentioned before, it's, it's not the greatest scenario for the uh, NHL, but I mean, we are seeing some of the best teams play. So, uh, yep. and then, uh, you know, this also helps other fan bases too. So I think uh, kind of what we saw with Colorado last year, their fan base kind of emerged. Um, I'm interested to see which fan base emerges out of this based off of, uh, you know, who wins. And then uh, there wasn't really much else in uh, MLB. The, the AL East is like ridiculous, top to bottom. I think uh, the I don't know if the Blue Jays are still in last place, but like every team is like six or seven games over 500. Yeah, I think when I saw it was uh, the Yankees were like in fourth or something like that. Yeah, the Yankees are in third. Yeah, I guess the the Jays have been a little slide, but the Jays are in last place and they're two games over 500. The Yankees are yeah 30 and 20, which I think is better than the rest of the AL, except for the Rangers, uh, and they're right on the Rangers' heels and they're in third place. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough, tough sledding out there. Uh, yeah, they would they would be in first place in every other division, basically. So yeah, the like, AL, East is, AL East is brutal, man. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of like looking like the NL West last year when they had the Dodgers, the yeah. Giants, and the Padres yeah. going crazy. So yeah, and the, the Diamondbacks have been a nice surprise out in the NL West, second place, a couple games behind the Dodgers, um, but they've been playing some good baseball, uh, getting good start in pitching. And uh, the Pirates too. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. they're you know uh, right in the mix. back of the Brewers, but they 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 got off to a hot start. They cooled off a little bit, but it's nice to see some some different teams kind of rolling. out. the Marlins were were up there for a little while. They they I saw a stat the other day. I think that they're like fifteen and one in one run one run games or something like that this year. Just a, just a wild wild stat. I think because they they have uh, twenty five losses already, so it's like. They're at 500, but it's just kind of crazy that they're they're winning all these close games. Yeah, I mean that's the good thing. I mean, because if you can win the close games now, that means you can win them in the playoffs if you get mm-hmm. in. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately for them, they're in the division with the Braves and, and the Mets. Yeah. So it's, it's it, the NL East could turn into something like the AL East. Oh yeah, they just got to stay in the mix, man. You got to stay on pace with these other teams. On to PGA. I mean, we had your mm-hmm. boy uh, Kepka take it down, first lift golfer to pretty much win. 
or a major yeah, event in Okada. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, took it down at Oak Hill. Started off a little bit slow. Came back blazing after after the after the first day. You know, I kind of listened to you, but you know, obviously, I didn't I didn't bet as much as as I should. But you know, I still <laughs> still took down some winnings. It was definitely a, a a fun a fun fun weekend for him. So. Yeah, it was good. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of of the the live tour, but I don't I don't I don't blame again. I I also don't blame the players that chose to go that route. And and Brooks is one of them. I you know he's a he's kind of like the heel of golf. I, you know he he kind of plays the bad guy. Uh, he's got a lot of the the same characteristics that Tiger had in the late '90s, where he's kind of all business on the golf course. You know, and, and I was listening to an interview with uh, the star of the PGA, which we get into shortly. But it was he was basically like when he's on the range, like you know he's he's uh, just kind of like a scary guy. Like he's not smiling. He doesn't really talk to anybody. Um, he just goes about his business and, and he wants to pound you. He wants to beat you into a pulp on the course. Um, and he shows up for the majors. I mean, he's got four or five major wins now. I think he's got four regular PGA Tour event wins and two two live wins. So the guy that really shows up for the big events, there's only, a, I think, nine guys, nine or ten guys, I forget, that have, that have won five or more majors. So he's got more majors than Rory now. And he's only 33. And, you know, that's relatively young for golf. I mean, Phil, I don't think Phil won his first major until he was 39, 38, 39. So, and Phil has, you know, five, I think he has four or five. He has five. So there's there's still a lot of time left. I mean, some crazy, there's some crazy major stats out there with him, but something like 16 of the 18, um, last 18 majors that he's made to cut, he's finished top, like, 10 or top 12 i forget so he's he's always in the mix and he's he's got that mentality uh to to win these big tournaments i mean you, you saw it on saturday everyone's kind of struggling with the rain and the wind and brook shoot 67 to really grab a hold of the lead and then you know on 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 sunday got up to a hot start had a couple of bogeys kind of you know things got tight hovland's hovland's not not far off from that that mentality either i mean he's got some some top fives but you saw Hovland make one mistake, and Brooks was right there. You know, stuck one on 16 to three feet, made birdie, and basically that was the tournament. So I, I was I was happy to see. You know, he's come a long way. He had some 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 knee issues, obviously some injury issues, um, and uh, and yeah, you know, I, 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 good for good for him. It's it, it was a uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah, man, definitely definitely was, man. I mean, it's good to see. You know, when a golfer comes out, kind of like uh, Tiger does with that. Uh, uh, I want to say that Jordan mentality where um, they want to they want to bury everybody who, who's on the field or bury all the competition. And then after that, you can be friends with them. Kind of that old school mentality where, you know, once once the once the, the whistle blows or, you know, the time clock starts, you know, it's game time. There's no there's no friends. It's time to get this win. So yeah. um, I don't know if he has many friends on the tour. You know, a lot of these guys do. I think he's friendly with some guys, but I think he's just similar to Tiger. Like he just, you know, he has his boys outside of golf and, and, uh, you know, he does the golf thing, but he doesn't really, you know, not that he doesn't care about golf, but I, I think that it's, uh, he wants to be, he wants to win these big tournaments. He wants to be a major winner. And I don't think he, you know, I don't know. It seems like he doesn't really care about the other stuff. Oh yeah. It's just about winning. I think, uh, you can kind of make friends later or friends yeah. outside, outside of uh, the events. You know, um, 
But I mean, ultimately, like you mentioned, man, he has an opportunity to uh, make make a major impact as far as going down as a uh, one of the top golfers, um, you know, kind of in this generation. So, yeah, hundred percent. And then uh, I think that's it for golf, man. Yeah, we just we got a uh, about less than a month until the U.S. Open out in uh, Los Angeles Country Club, so I have a couple tournaments here and then gear up for that, which should be should be fun. So uh, we got two weeks before the next one, you said. The next, the next major, I think it's Father's Day weekend. So I think we have one, two, but this week, yeah, we got three, three tournaments. So we got the Charles Schwab. I don't know what's Memorial is usually usually Jack's tournament uh, in Ohio, and then the RBC Canadian Open, and then they go out to Los Angeles. I'm just curious because Jack's Jack's tournament's usually a big big purse. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so next week's Memorial, big the twenty million dollar elevated event. So all the big names will be there. Then again, they get the RBC Canadian uh, the week after, um, and then the U.S. Open. So we didn't, we didn't even hit, hit the big story of the weekend, though. Michael Block, the uh, the club pro from from Southern California, that really uh, uh, put on a show. You know, typically, I don't know if we talked about it last week. Maybe we did, but these guys. They, they play, you know, they, I think, I don't know how many can qualify. It's something like 15 or so, or so that can qualify for the tournament. They're your PGA pros that work at, you know, the local courses and things like that, private courses, whatever. But this guy comes out, fires a, a 70 on day one, and then follows it up with a 70 on day two when there was only probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 guys under par. So he's sitting right at even par um, going into the weekend. Then fires another 70 on Saturday uh, to get into, you know, the last few groups um, Sunday. You know, bogey's one, uh, kind of, you know, goes off the the broadcast. And then, you know, we get to 15 and he he hits a hole in one, uh, slam dunk, uh, brings him back to even par. And then he finishes on 18 with a a par save. They got him T15, which got him a $288,000 check and also a... uh, a spot in next year's PGA Championship, so he doesn't have to qualify. He's automatically entered. And then after that, he got a couple sponsors exemptions. So he's going to be playing this week at the Charles Schwab in uh, at the Colonial, and then he'll be at the RBC uh, Canadian Open in a couple weeks. So it's a it's quite the story. He's 46 years old. Um, you know, never he was really. You know, I I heard him on Thursday. They do the walk with the with the pro and. and uh, you know, he's walking and talking, and I was like, yeah, this, guy's, this guy's putting up a decent score. But yeah, it's just a kind of a feel-good story, one of those, like, you know, if he can do it, anyone can do it type of thing. You know, he doesn't hit the ball a ton. He, You know, he carries, I think he said he carries like 270, but he was able to, to get a, a hot putter, and, and uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch, for sure. I think every, everyone was really Yeah, man, I saw when he hit the hole-in-one, man. He didn't even realize he hit it. He just thought it no. was... Uh, he just thought it was on the green, man. Everybody's clapping like, yo, man, you just had a hole in one. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. And it, it was it was interesting, uh, you know, when they were um, you know, interviewing him and he was like, you know, I got to play with Justin Rose on Saturday. And he's like, I was so nervous. I couldn't even like look at him for, a few, you know, for the first few holes. And then obviously playing with Rory on Sunday is wild for, for a guy like that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, man. Just shows you're never too old to... Uh to pick up anything or start anything or do anything. Definitely looking forward to see how uh, his story plays out. Yeah, yeah, you should have a, a fun couple of weeks here, that's for sure.
Now it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so we'll do, do one for uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up. One of the things I, I like to I like to make, uh, I like to do, uh, is make some dips. Um, so this week, oh, yeah. uh, I've already I've already prepped, ready to go. Just need to put it all together. But we're gonna do a buffalo chicken dip. A lot of a lot of differing you know, opinions on on how to make these. Some people, you know, use rotisserie chicken. Some people use canned mm-hmm. chicken. Some people boiled chicken. I typically go crock pot. Salt, pepper, a little bit of chicken stock, and hot sauce, and and just slow cook it for like eight hours, uh, and then I, I shred and chop it, and then you know then I make my my mixture, which is cream cheese, cheddar cheese, uh, Monterey Jack cheese. I think that's it for the cheeses. Get that all mixed up. Put put a bottle of hot sauce in there. What else? Uh, I think that's. That's really it. And then, so this is another part where people kind of go back and forth. Some people like to go blue cheese. Some people like to go ranch. I actually go sour cream, kind of a blue cheese base, but without the the, the crumble. Um, so I mix that in and and then throw some cheese on top and bake it. And um, yeah, you know, bake it for about a half hour or so, and then, and then you're good to go. This sounds like the one I make, but I do mine a little different. The last time I made it, I made it with the... Uh... I put I did the crumbles, but with the ranch dressing, and then uh something else. Yeah, the ranch dressing, the buffalo, uh, you know, uh, sauce, and then uh the sour. Did I use sour cream or cream cheese? I think cream cheese, maybe a little bit of sour cream, and then just a re- regular season. But I like boiled the chicken and then seasoned it, then um put in all the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to give yours a try because uh. Ariel makes some of the best uh, buffalo dip I've, I've had before. So mm-hmm. then my sister tries to make she she thinks she makes her uh, better her, her buffalo dip you, better man. than mine. Every, everyone everyone has their own like little tweaks in there, and they think that that, that theirs is best. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's I always like try a different different uh, buffalo chicken dips. That's for sure. And I'll yeah. make my own I'll make my own pita chips too. I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll bake pita a little bit of oil, salt, good to go. Yeah, you chop you chop the like uh the the pita or the uh yep. t- the quesadilla up to like uh the triangles, right? Yep. Yeah, I do that too. I'll do that with like chili too. And then but I'll make it so I'll like uh chop it up into like the little triangles, like the little pizza joints, and then mm-hmm. I'll put them back on the plate, but then make it like a pizza where I put the chili on top and then I'll put another layer of uh, you know, the um the chips, so to say. And then uh mm-hmm. I'll eat it like a It'd be like a little uh, triangle with a little chili and uh, mix in the middle. So it's kind of like uh, what's okay. that wrap? The wrap joint they do. Uh, oh. Uh, the crunch wrap from Taco Bell. It's kind of oh, yeah, like crunch, that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that, but it's not really wrapped. It's just like it's more so just like two quesadillas with like chili and you know ingredients in the middle. And then in the center is where I'll I'll uh, I'll leave like sour cream, you know, little chives and whatever. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, you have, when you take it out, it's like little pizzas, and you just pop, dip them in a little sour cream on top in the joint in mm-hmm. the middle and just pop them. Nice. I'll send you, send you some pictures. Yeah, I like it. Sounds good. And then, uh, what would you guys uh, drink that down with? All right. So, I had a, uh, uh, so this is, a, again, you know, with the summer coming and, and you know, lighter beer, had a uh, Sandbar Blonde. So, this is from uh, Lake Wiley Brewing Company, uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina. So, uh, they're like the next town over from me. Um, lake Wiley's a bigger lake off, uh, out there, uh, you know, right on kind of the border of, of North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, 
but this is a, a blonde ale, um, you know, nice and crisp. It's got that that Pilsner kind of feel to it. Relatively kind of, you know, light on the hop, I would say, but but um, again, a good crisp summer drink. The thing with this, usually blondes are like between 4 and 5%. This one was actually 6.3, and, and you really can't, I, I couldn't really tell a difference. I, I had two different uh, blondes, and I want to try them, and, and I felt like they were very similar tasting, except for this one was uh, 2% higher in, in ABV. But again, you know, for local beer, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. Um, easy drinking, good for you know playing some cornhole and and uh, sitting out by the barbecue. So I'd probably give it say like a seven point eight. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was good beer. Which was did, did the um? Could you tell the difference when you were drinking the 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 higher APV one? Like, did it seem like heavier? I, or? I, I didn't. No, I, that, that's why I uh, you know I, I I wanted to order the sandbar first, but I I accidentally ordered the other one, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, let me try this. Let me try the sandbar because I'm curious. You know, it's it, again, it's two percent higher, but no, it, they were both you know nice and crisp. Yeah, no, you know, neither of them were very boozy, but yeah, it was it was good. I mean, it sounds good, man. You give it seven point eight, man. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so almost an eight right there. Once it hits that eight category, that's when it's a, it's a it's another level, man. Yeah, yeah, it was cl- it was good. It was close to that. You know, I, I had probably have to try it a couple more times, uh, but it was it was getting close to that eight number for sure. That's great, man. Definitely have to add that to the list. As soon as I find, I find a brewery out here, then uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then uh, this week for the BRRs, I uh, caught up on some shows. I checked out. Uh, actually checked out the Air the other night. It was a pretty good movie, man. Not gonna lie. You know, it kind of tells the story about how Nike uh, was able to get Michael Jordan to sign with them uh, back in the 80s. I mean, it wasn't really much I didn't hear of before. Um, the thing is that they did a good job of uh, showcasing the other people and not really shining too much, leaning too much, too heavy on Jordan. You know, it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. how uh, his mom was the one that kind of, you know, uh, negotiated the deal with Nike just to get him, you know, the um, the. Uh, the ownership as far as the in, into the revenue and uh of, of the you know shit sale of jordan the sales of the shoes so that kind of set the precedence going forward with uh players being able to do that so i thought that was very interesting yeah i i do want to watch it it's it, it seems like an interesting story and i've heard i heard nothing but good things so far yeah it was just like good story good acting i mean it, it can't beat it man it's one of those uh i want to say one of those uh not not told tales that uh they did a great job making into a movie making into a movie yeah not always the case so it's good to hear uh, on this one yeah as it doesn't drag it's kind of exciting i mean those are got i feel like when those guys are in the same movie they do a good job like matt damon mm-hmm. uh what's his name um ben affleck and uh affleck, yeah. and uh christian bale i mean I, I like those guys do i feel like when they when those guys are in the same movie together they do great but overall it's a good movie man i was uh glad i watched it man Definitely something uh, you could watch. Probably, probably like a almost eight, almost an eight. Probably like a seven point seven, seven point eight. It was a good movie though. Okay. Even if you're not a, a big Jordan fan, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then outside of that, I mean, we got the sh- normal shows for me. About to be some normal shows for you. We got a. Uh, I don't. Did you catch up on uh, Yellow Jackets? What's that? Did you catch up on Yellow Jackets yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all caught. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. This show is uh, this show is just weird and weirder, man. It's it's dude. It, it I, I it's just my uh, one of my buddies finished season one. He's like he's like I can't stop watching it, but man, is that a weird show? Yeah, like all the characters are weird. Like the stories is weird. It's just like I don't even know why I'm still watching this damn show. I think I just want to see what happens in in the end. I'm, I think I'm just trying to see if it all falls apart. Um, that's that's what I'm kind of hoping for. 
Yeah, I, I just kind of, I don't know what I'm waiting. I guess at this point, I'm, I'm more or less waiting. You remember the first scene where the, the girl's like bleeding and she falls in the pit and then they obviously mm-hmm. like go scoop her up and eat her. I'm trying to figure out how they got to that point, right? And who is that, who is that kid? And then how do they get found? I, I guess those are my, my big things right now. I, yes. I, honestly, I honestly don't even really care about the, the present. Mm. Like, like, yeah, they killed the guy and, and they killed Adam and, and now they're kind of slowly, you know, I'm sure something's going to happen where they, they, they get off scot-free. Yeah. Um, but, but, and, and this whole thing with like the, the wilderness, you know, choosing, like, it's just so ridiculous. I, I just kind of want to see, you know, how they got out, who's this girl and when did they just start eating people, basically. Yeah. Kind of see what uh what what took them off the edge. Yeah. As far as like what are they worshiping and so forth. So. Right. Exactly. And then uh we had uh what you call it uh well you that's from but you haven't caught up on that yet but you know it's on Amazon now so you said you're gonna you know get that world mm-hmm. a world go um so from is kind of like I mentioned before man and John is like Lost from the executive producers of Lost pretty much uh you know people stuck on these uh in this town and they're trying to figure out what is uh you know how how can they get out and then they're also dealing with uh these vampire like creatures that come out at night that uh they got to deal with so um there's a lot of mystery to it there's a lot of stuff going on uh like i said man it's it's it's, it's like lost man uh i feel like eventually people want to get on it uh but this show is great man mm-hmm. yeah and then, I, I did i you know i i watched you know, whatever the first four or five episodes and i did enjoy it now but it was just it was behind that paywall and i wasn't willing to pay for it yeah that's the thing with uh with uh streaming services now uh there's some there's always one way to you have to do the work around find a friend with a password so uh <laughs> you can watch this show man yeah then we got a uh, class of 09 that show's all right man it's about uh you know the fbi class from 09 and kind of how you know at least uh what leads to where one of the guys is like ahead of the head of a program um similar to like minority report where they're kind of predicting uh people's uh movements as far as solving cases it's giving them the ability to solve cases faster as far as interrogating witnesses and stuff like that. So we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty of how the program started as far as the AI and all that stuff like that, which is kind of cool. But overall, like I said, not a bad show on Hulu. Definitely something you could check out. But it's probably like the B tier that uh, I would check out after you go through these A tier ones. Because we got a uh, silo. That's it. That's the when the A tier right now that shows uh, pretty good. I like it, man. How'd you like? Uh, you, you said you watched the first episode. Is that first or second? Uh, Silo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I know it's a, it's a, it's a little, you know, like you said, they got some, they got some good star power in there. But I, uh, you know, kind of, I'm just interested in like what. What's outside? Exactly, and 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 just like the, and that now you kind of got the story about the the murder, potential murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in the basement clearly the guy had the plans and was looking for a way to get out um yep. but why why who and why uh, was he killed and then uh obviously the cop at the end sitting in jail uh saying he's going to either find uh, his wife or he's just he's dead and he doesn't really care but curious like why they you know the whole like they're out there and then they are when they fall to the ground like what happened right like what happened to the the, the woman that left yeah when she went outside yep and then they just leave them there that's so that's strange like to me like as i was watching it i was like i wonder if they're poisoning her in that suit 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the thing. It's either that or like like they mentioned what they're um showing on that video is not really what's going on outside. Cause remember right. when she was like on um when I go outside, if everything is like not what it seems, I'm gonna clean the screen. But if it isn't, then I'll just walk away. And then she ended up yeah. cleaning the, she ended up cleaning the screen. So that means what she saw out there is definitely not what uh what everybody else is seeing. So yeah, it was definitely gonna be a, a good show to watch. So I'm definitely yeah. uh, looking forward to seeing how this show plays out. And then outside of that, I mean, wasn't really much else. I mean, uh, I heard uh, there's another cliffhanger in uh, the Fast and Furious movie, which I'm probably not gonna watch because they're doing a. I hear this was I heard this was supposed to be the last one, but apparently they're doing another one, which is the part two of the the ten. But I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna see that man. They they lost me when they uh. When the freaking the rock was throwing missiles off the floor, man. <laughs> then uh, I heard Little Mermaid was good. I heard it's uh probably gonna be one of the best Dis- you know live action Disney movies from in a long time. So I'll probably wait to see that. I'm not in a rush to. I ain't got no kids yet, so um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll probably see it before me and tell me how it is. So probably we'll, we'll see. They don't really. I can't. I don't know if my kids really love the live action ones. Yeah, like the cartoon. Yeah, but I heard like the singing in it is great. That's what really gets everybody. So like when they do uh like Under the Sea and uh the other song she does, I forget what it's called. Um, like being a oh, human. Uh, uh, yeah. About uh, about being a human or something. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I forget the name of it. So I heard uh like I said, I heard it was great, man. But you know, it'll be a while before I watch that one. You let me, you can let me know how that one is first. I'll let I'll let you know. And then uh, I mean we got some new shows coming out. I want to check out the Crowded Room. That's the new show on Apple Apple Plus too with uh the dude that plays Spider Man. Oh, Tom Holland. That's his name. Yeah, damn. Yeah, with him. I think he's like an inmate or something. I forget exactly what it is, but it looked good when I watched the little the little trailer joint. And then we got the Bear coming next month on the twenty second. And then uh, outside that wasn't really much else. Nope. That's 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 all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>